Hi, I just want to be greasy and muddy like a stupid little piggy. I'm Jordan. I always fucking forget mine right before we do this. Okay. I'm a fat head with a fat chance. GG. <laughs> Hi, I'm David, and if I were a transformer, I would really, really slowly transform into Polly Shore. <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Was Polly Shore Tory Toy Story? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> no. What? Oh, no. No. He didn't play like a toy no. monkey. He didn't play like a toy no. monkey or something. No. What if Polly Shore had played a Transformer in Toy Story? What? <laughs> oh god. What if Polly Oh my god, what if Polly Shore had played a Transformer in the Transformers movie? Whenever you talk what? about Polly Shore, I always think that he's a member of like the Jersey Shore. <laughs> That's DJ Polly D. I get, I get confused, I guess. It, listen, Are you his a... last name is Shore. <laughs> Polly Shore's performance in the Goofy movie is honestly, like, award-worthy. There's a lot crazy about the Goofy movie. Yeah. There's a lot I mean, goofy about the Goofy movie. Welcome to Robots into you. Guys, a queer reading of the Transformers franchise from Generation 1 to Generation <laughs> Welcome to Robots into Guys, it's a queer reading of the Goofy movie from Generation <laughs> 1 to Generation <laughs> It's a queer reading of the Goofy movie sequel, which is just back to school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, yeah, let's do it. Wait, where are my notes? Okay. Are they... you ready or not? What? Sunstreaker has a personality, and that personality is gay mess. Yeah, right? Alright, let's... Yeah, fuck it. Let's go right into jump... Jump and right into... Hop right sunstreak... Jump right into the suns... Oh my god, you need like... You need like a minute. I'm so sorry. I feel like I missed you up. Get right, jump... Let's jump. Let's cliff jump right into this sunstreaker, because god, he's sucks. <laughs> yeah, no, he's just he's just a fucking wreck, but just an absolute mess. But he wants to be stylish. It's just, is he a wreck, or is he? Does he want to be stylish, and everyone's causing him to be a wreck? He's is... so. Oh no, sorry, Gigi, go ahead. Is Sunstreaker the one gay? that I saw freshman year of college who just wore overalls every day. Like, he was trying, but he just had this one pair of overalls and he could not get over it. Couldn't get over all of it? Yeah. It's more like he's a mess and he's blaming everyone else for being a mess. Aw, oh, these skis don't go with my body color. I compare Sunstreaker to Derek Zoolander. <laughs> oh. Just someone just so obsessed with their appearance uh, that it kind of manifests as a sort of like coded femme almost. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's a big old mess, and I love him. What did Sunstreaker do in this episode? He got definitely watched He complained it. a lot. He, yeah, he was the yellow car boy that just complained a lot. I, he talked about how the ski the the skis don't go with his paint job. Oh, then he was right. worried about the water tarnishing his uh, his paint job. Oh, he was the one. And then after that, he who was said, "I hope the sun doesn't bleach my body enamel." <laughs> yeah, and then later when he was being repaired, he was like, "Hey, uh, watch out! You're gonna." fucking like strip my coating or something oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay he's just putting a lot of blame on others but he does want to be stylish i guess it makes sense as a sports car right you want to maintain your um you want to maintain that appearance that that flashiness that kind of that allure and there yeah. is something sexual about a sports car all right so fucking Doctor Arc. Guess who's back? Back again. Oh, oh. Shockwave's back. My boyfriend. Shockwave's back. Shockwave's back. Shockwave's back. Shockwave's back. back. Are we gonna get sued by Eminem? I don't. I hope so. (laughs) We deserve it. I created a shockwave, but no one wanted to see shockwave (laughs) anymore. They wanted. Megatron's got a big old crush on shockwave. I really I got this vibe that like Shockwave was having to do this whole thing where he transports the planet and doesn't really want to be doing it for Megatron. My G, That's what Megatron, I thought too. Megatron misses Shockwave so much, he'll drag him down to Earth. He'll drag the planet. And Shockwave's like, can you not? I'm working so hard to get this planet together. He is like, you are like... so clingy. I, I saw it as Megatron just, like, using Shockwave to get more Energon stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, with, with all of Megatron's relationships, there's something exploitative about it. <laughs> Which I want to talk about Dr. Arkaville after we're done talking about Shockwave, because that's also an exploitive relationship. It is, but I, did you, was there anything, like, like queer about it? Okay. This is less of... This is more of just looking into the character of Megatron than it really is looking at the relationship when we look at Dr. Archiville, which Genevieve so cleverly pointed out is just Dr. Archevil. Um. Ooh! Ooh, I just felt like a pang of, like, pain, like, in in my forehead or something. I think it was, like, one of my blood vessels, like, screaming to leave. (laughs) <laughs> that's exactly how i felt when genevieve because genevieve was writing it down in their notes and said and looked up at me and went wait is dr arch archiville just arch evil archiville just arch evil they mumbled it so much i thought it was ockerville like the like the indie band ockerville river <laughs> it's, it's it's i think it's archiville dr archiville archiville yeah but it spells archie-evil. But it's archie-evil. <laughs> Which is too much wow, to handle. Wait, there were like eight writers credited on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the relationship between... Uh, what we're seeing with uh, uh, Archiville and Megatron is Megatron doing what he's done a thousand times before 
mm. and Arkaville being introduced to it for the really for the first time. Like he's like, wait, but I'll be in charge of a dead planet, and Megatron's like, yeah, I used you. That's what I do. <laughs> this might be a dumb question, but Megatron's just a predator, right? Yeah, he has this pattern us. of relationship. The pattern of behavior in all of his relationships. Yeah, no, like if yeah. if anything, this I've been episode watching too many YouTube drama videos. No, if anything, this... she's a predator. <laughs> this episode is predatory behavior. Megatron. <laughs> uh, this episode is not Megatron, Megatron gets canceled. canceled? <laughs> <laughs> The enemy. <laughs> when are we gonna deep platform Megatron? <laughs> <laughs> this episode is not much in the way of relationships, but it is a lot in the way of seeing. Of Hashtag just, Megatron is over party. Of just displaying <laughs> Megatron as a predator, yes. <laughs> Can we get the K pop stands to flood the <laughs> Megatron hashtag? <laughs> um, because we've seen a lot of relationships of Megatron like midway through or even over, like in the case of Optimus. Mm-hmm. But this is with Arkville, we're seeing Megatron setting up a relationship of I'm going to use you. Like this is the beginning of one. Arcuvel's character design is kind of wild. Yeah. He looks like an anthropomorphic raccoon from the back. <laughs> He's just Dr. Claw and Dr. Wily fucking thrown and, at uh, each and, other. Well, he just and, comes well, out and, of nowhere. Uh, well, and Doc from Back to the Future. Yeah. yeah. Guess Never... that would have been like a straight rip since that probably came out around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Anything, the only thing that they both share in their rela- short-lived relationship that they have is that they both like uh, enslaving people sexually. So. They're that's... both sex criminals. Mm-hmm. They're... Is it sexual for Ar- for Archiville, though? It's definitely sexual for Megatron. He's definitely a pervert, though. Archiville? <laughs> yeah. Just a sicko. <laughs> Megatron is definitely getting off on the fact that he's enslaving people. I mean, he had the yeah. Optimus sex doll. Like, right? Okay. About that? Yeah. that is the biggest thing from this episode is that we is that he shows his sex doll to all his co-workers, <laughs> and all his co-workers are like, "Is that? And then is that <laughs> Megatron?" And, and then makes spark plug like kick its ass. Yeah. The Optimus sex doll. They're like absolute king shit. Is that Optimus? Why do you have that? Shut up! <laughs> it's it's a model so that we can test so that we can it's test the new slave. Oh my god! Attack it, spark plug. Yeah, that's It was that's such good. a wild reveal. It's a real kink to ha- to like enslave someone with like brainwashing and then have them beat up a sex doll of your ex like that <laughs> so fucked up Megatron gets to and new levels in this episode sex doll is like an image of that guy's friend close and dear oh, friend spark plug oh yeah <laughs> he, and Megatron just kind of like watches them wrestle yeah <laughs> 
I do want to get serious, uh, just, just for just for a second, uh, about uh, about Spark about like the story uh, with, with Spark Plug. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know how you read it, but to me it felt like it was at least partially allegorical about like parents growing older and like embracing a certain kind of cultural conservatism that sort of leaves their queer kids like in the dust and leads to like um, just just the general abuse of parental power. Mm. I love that interpretation. That's a great interpretation. Um, I hadn't thought of that. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think we were going to say the same, (laughs) same thing, which was that, that, that hadn't occurred to us, but it's definitely there when your point, when you, when you pointed out, like, yeah, because oh, that hurts, man. Am I feeling something? <laughs> Oof. I don't think it's a particularly elegant alleg- um, allegory, but I, I think that the, the bones of it are are, are there, mm-hmm. at least in the terms of the what happens with brainwashed spark plug and spike. Like it's the the closest thing I could I could have really compared it to is like some of my favorite scenes in Mommy Dearest, um, a queer kind of a queer cinema landmark where like I talked about it, I've talked about it with David before, but like the thing about like parental abuse uh, is that like it, it, it really just happens out of nowhere and it, it's sort of inexplicable. Um, and you see just the sort of rejection of, of everything the, the child holds dear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this case it is, the Autobots, the people who make Spike feel most comfortable being himself, um, and you just see this all this just this totally um, sub, uh, unexpected rejection of that. And of course, we can we att- attribute it to um, to this sort of enslavement, this brainwashing via the Decepticons. But I can't help but wonder if that's standing for. Um, if, if it's trying to reason out or at least find some sort of um, correlation um, between like well well abuse doesn't abuse d- doesn't just happen out, out of out of nowhere it, se- it seems what it's, what it's trying to say like it all comes from a sort of ideological place mm-hmm. if we even get like almost the kind of like that the almost the we get the like famous line that comes from every uh interpretation of a parent rejecting their child which is don't call me father anymore mm-hmm. right um yeah and like from now on you're my enemy mm-hmm. exactly um uh, and we see all the slaves of the of the decepticons all the human slaves are in the exact same outfit so mm-hmm. we see this sort of um this embrace this embrace of conformist conservative attitudes that are being manipulated by um, by space fascist Megatron. We even see them um, brutalize Jazz, uh, which, which was an unexpectedly <laughs> um, uh, loaded image. Yeah. Um, Didn't like that. I, I will say, uh, in contrast with that, uh, with Sparkplug... Uh, as you said, because it's not exactly the the cleanest allegory, we do get uh, 
two daddies, that being Sparkplug and Ironhide, lubing each other up in the beginning. Yo, what are they doing in the beginning, though? <laughs> is that enough hot oil for you? I believe is the line from Sparkplug to... It was so... It was like a neck-turn moment. Oh, and then... I was like, what are you two doing? You are adults. And then out of the corner, fucking Rumble's just vibing in. Rumble just vibing. Rumble literally just vibing. Um, No, but there was definitely something there for a split second between Ironhide and uh, Sparkplug. Just a little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost wonder if... Well, I don't know. If this kind of, like... Maybe this moment of feeling something is what sparked the allegory of, like... Th- this moment of uh, Sparkplug feeling something there with um, with Ironhide is what uh, made him scared and made him change. That's interesting. I, 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 that's, it's, like, almost like a fear of, like, getting too close. Yeah. And, for, and forgetting whatever values he had before. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that, that, that is interesting. I never thought, I never thought of it, I never saw the correlation between the larger allegory and that moment. But now that you mention it, I definitely see that as, at least plausible. Mm-hmm. Spark plug coming from a time, an older time, and being scared to open up and let go of those kind of. Uh, values he's held his whole life when he feels something there with uh, uh, Ironhide. Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let me see what else I have in my notes. There's a sexually charged uh, climax with um, with Optimus and Megatron. There oh, is, yeah. which also stands in very good contrast with, like I was saying, we get uh, Archiville and Megatron being like a new relationship where Megatron's abusing um, someone. And then we get, like, his oldest relationship where Megatron is still abusing uh, Prime by fucking manipulating him. It's, like, the most manipulative we've seen Megatron at the end there with Prime. Oh, absolutely. And he actually succeeds. Yeah. Hey, are you going to kill everyone on our old planet or are you going to kill everyone here? What What do you pick? He gives Prime, like, the flirtiest facial expression while offering him right? that choice. He's, like, literally being wrestled, and then he, like, smiles when it's going on. Is like, yeah, I've got you now. I wonder if he knew that that would, like, that would be the one decision he'd get him on. Mm. He knew he couldn't leave his, um... Cybertron buddies behind. Doctor Archerville does get uh, Sparkplug to go around touching butts. What? <laughs> when Sparkplug is sent into the Autobot headquarters, uh huh. Um, Doctor Archerville's controlling him, and Sparkplug's just going from fucking Autobot to Autobot, <laughs> whether they don't need a repair or not, and touching their butt. <laughs> Like he's getting all up in there. Like literally, like uh, Spike says, "There's something wrong with Dad," and then it cuts to fucking Wheeljack rubbing his butt after uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. after Sparkplug is done repairing him. And he goes, "Yeah, I'll say." 
And then he moves on to touch fucking, like, uh, Ratchet's butt. And Ratchet's like, hey, I don't need any repairs. <laughs> and Archibald's controlling him. That's true. That, that's, that, is, that is harassment, though, like, deadass. <laughs> He's just he's just having Sparkplug under his control go from Autobot to Autobot touching butts. That's that's that's, I mean, I mean like like we said, Archiville's just just a uh, Archiville is just a sicko. Just a, just a real fucking sicko. Just just a nasty just a nasty dirty old man. Twisted pervert. Get him away. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know who's more of a perv in this episode between Archiville and Megatron. It's probably a tie. Yeah, they're, they're united, I think, in their perversity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where their bond comes from. That's right. Um, they're both just nasty. <laughs> just, I think Teletran 1 is canon in Autobot. Because Bumblebee um, refers to him with pronouns hmm. oh well yeah well right because i think um well when chip chase links up with uh teletran one i think teletran one like talks back doesn't it yeah yeah i think so uh, we stand a stay-at-home queen <laughs> <laughs> I holding s- down the fort literally he is Just, the like fort. shockwave True. Um, no one holds down the fort like Shockwave. Shockwave yeah. has held down the fort for four million years now. And now he's gonna get dragged down to Earth. <laughs> I still love that Shockwave had four million years of beautiful bliss, and in the last, like, what might be like eight months, he's had to put up with Megatron coming back online. I it was like, like that Arrested Development scene where Lucille is all alone in the house, just like eating cake and like <laughs> dancing around. <laughs> Mama's all alone. Let's <laughs> move. I feel like Shockwave. Oh, you're fine. I feel like Shockwave is. An intelligent housewife who's like getting dragged into her husband's um, criminal career, and is also better at it than her husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, Definitely seems like Shockwave's the brains of the of the relationship, and Megatron's sort of the 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 the, the might of it. Oh, Teletran 1 comes on all the Decepticons. I wrote that down, too. Is it come? Is it come? I was wondering. I said Spike gets Teletran to come all over the Decepticons. All right, two against one, it's come. <laughs> and, then, and then they're like, ah, oh, we can't stay here. This foam will kill us. <laughs> they're just worried that they're going to like off. it. Um... All right, uh, so, uh, ba 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 ba. I got it here in my notes. We got oh, a wow. segment of uh, but uh, your dumbest note. We'll start right uh, uh, I will start right off with me. My best or dumbest or whatever. My worst. All three notes is uh, my is cast iron manifolds or robot balls. <laughs> 
That's a that's a good note though. That's, that's really that's not, good. That is good. It's it's a good note. Also, they refer to a lot of robot anatomy in in human terms. Like mm. like when one of because one of them says if you've got the cast iron manifolds for it. Mm-hmm. So cast iron manifolds are robot balls, and I'm like, but they do this a lot. Yeah. With different with different phrases, and I'm like ready to just map out the fucking. I'd, I'd rather you. I'd rather you didn't. I'm ready ready to map out the robot terminology of the body. Cast I iron manifolds are balls. I don't think we need transformers anatomy diagrams. I think we do, mm, I... and I'm sure it already exists. Mm-hmm. What's your dumbest note, Genevieve? Mine is. Spike Big Sat without Dad. <laughs> this is true. That's pretty good. Spike Big Sad um, without Dad. Wait, where's the other one? Honorable mention. I love underwater fight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly, I do too. <laughs> I was like... Yeah, they could fight underwater. They don't need to breathe. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I when love Prime, water. When Prime shoots the sentry, I was like, that's hot. <laughs> yeah. When they're drilling underneath the water underground, that's hot. I was like, me. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, what's your dumbest note? Uh... My dumbest note is the timestamp 314, top of the volcano looks like a butthole. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Uh, well, now it's time to get into our, uh, into our regular segments. Uh, we'll start off with OTP, One Transformers Pairing, where we pick uh, two Transformers that we'd like to watch from the safety of a closet while they get it on in a motel bedroom. Uh, we'll go ahead and start off with David. David, who's your OTP this week? My pairing this week is Megatron and Archiville, because they're two creepy freaks that can be creepy freaks together. Damn, that's gross. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you got a better pairing than that? Because I couldn't really find one. Just oh, two ba- creepy... Oh, baby. Ju- just two creepy freaks. Freaking and creeping and creeping and freaking. Two creepy freaks. Enslaving people and making them fight sex dolls of their old exes. Freaking creepily. Yeah, Jordan, it's. Yeah, now it's your turn. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> it's me now. Um. So, you, you, David, you, you, you've, you've, uh,. Given me the, the challenge of coming up with a with a better couple uh, in this episode, and I have one. Uh, it's Bumblebee and Sunstreaker. Hmm. Two and yellow boys. They're young. They're dumb. They're hot. Two himbos. Two himbos. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. They don't challenge each other. <laughs> they will always make sure that each other looks good. And they won't even know when they've broken up. They they literally are the happiest couple ever. They're 
you know, we say ignorance is bliss, and, and we do take it for granted, that, that, that self-same um, sentiment. But in this case, I think, I think it applies. Um, they don't know how dumb they are. And therefore, they cannot challenge one another. They cannot fight. They start... No, go ahead. They started dating because they were both yellow, and it just worked real well. They're... You know, it's like... um, Okay, it's like... It's like that Chainsmokers song, Closer, with Halsey... Uh, where like you get the sense that that Wait, neither party. Do they party... have two songs with Halsey? Do they have two? I thought it was just the. Oh, that is closer, isn't it? There's yeah. Backseat. So close. Over... Yeah. So closer is. Both parties are dumb, are irresponsible, and are utterly in love with one another. <laughs> Bumblebee and Sunstreaker should have that same happiness. They just, should. Just in totally ignorant of the passage of time, of the existence of anyone outside of a mirror. Alright, you win the challenge that I gave to you. Alright. You don't have to be um, on the podcast anymore. Your sentence is over. <laughs> <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> Genevieve, what's your pain? Um, I just I just turn into uh, I just turn into a frog or something. The curse has you been lifted. Transform into a frog. <laughs> Gigi, who's your OTP this week? My OTP this week is Shockwave and his damn self. Why? <laughs> wow. Because fuck everybody else. Do you think Shockwave? Shockwave had- is so unappreciated. Facts. Not by us, of course, but by the other, by the other bots, who just gets taken advantage of week after week. Do you think Shockwave has like a just a boyfriend on Cybertron, and like <laughs> he was like him and Megatron may have been a thing four million years ago, but it's been four million years, and Megatron like woke up and was like, yeah, Shockwave and I still have a thing, and. Dude. Shockwave just has a boyfriend Megatron's for like the last still million. Not over it, but he's in Shockwave's Shockwave boyfriend is, is somehow even taller. Shockwave's boyfriend's yes. just like, what's what happened? And Shockwave's just like, I just had to deal with him again today. It was he wanted to transport the whole planet. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, I made us dinner. Would be really good if it was like the same kind of model as Shockwave, but in like hot pink. Yes! Yes! God! In Transformers. And like a head taller. Energon, Shockwave has a brother that's the same model as him. No, that's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) No, boyfriend. Hot boyfriend. Hot pink boyfriend. Hot pink boyfriend. Shockwave's hot pink boyfriend that Megatron doesn't know about. I want Shockwave's be... hot pink boyfriend is going to be the title of the episode. Also, by the way, just so everyone knows, uh, Shockwave's hot pink boyfriend, uh, J- Megatron doesn't know about Shockwave's hot pink boyfriend, not because Shockwave hasn't tried to tell him, but because Shockwave's hot pink boyfriend doesn't want Megatron to know about him. <laughs> he doesn't want to meet his boyfriend's boss. <laughs> I really want to make a um, femme punk band called hot pink boyfriend 
That's so strong. <laughs> Holy shit, that's so good. I love... I, okay, so your pairing is Shockwave, Shockwave and his own damn self. Yes. But the winning pairing of the week is Shockwave and his hot pink boyfriend. <laughs> Shockwave and his hot pink boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've created a pair to rule them all. <laughs> Every week, the like honorary pair is just Shockwave and his boyfriend that no one sees or knows about. <laughs> Yeah, and we're like, oh, what are they up to now? Oh, they're probably making like homemade pad thai. I like, like, I like to think cross stitch. I like to think they met like in a cafe on Cybertron while Shockwave was just taking a moment to his damn self after ruling the planet, and he yeah. was like, and he was like, hey, do you mind if I sit here? And they got to know each other, and then Shock, and then there was a whole romantic comedy about. Uh, him learning that the hot the hot pink boyfriend learning that he was dating a guy who rules the planet. <laughs> oh, girl, they were like in the same like book club or something. Yeah. Uh, I want that show. Give, I want that. Give me that. Well, now we're gonna move on to Auto Crush of the Week, where we pick the Transformer that uh that, that we'd have a we'd have an image of them uh in our locket if we had the kind of neck strength for a locket. Uh, we'll go ahead and begin with Gigi this time. Gigi, who's your auto crush of the week? My auto crush of the week is Rumble vibing. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't have a reason. No, no, that's good. <laughs> he's It's Rumble, and he's here, and I like him. Perfect. Who could argue? Uh, D- David, um, who's, who's your auto crush of the week? Sunstreaker. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, shyly it's just i sunstreaker okay. here's the thing i don't sunstreaker well Ooh. you guys make fun but you guys you... make fun but that's Would exactly what sunstreaker notice me. me i'm shy you see <laughs> You guys make fun, but that's exactly what it is, because I was like, who is my crush this week? And I realized it is Sunstreaker, because Genevieve has given me a very small diary-like notebook to write my notes in, and I just wrote Sunstreaker's name down as a note, like, four or five times. So it's literally like I just wrote his name down in a diary. So I guess it's Sunstreaker. Mr. David Sunstreaker. It's very precious. David Sunstreaker. (laughs) Mr. David Sunstreaker. I just like his personality so much, and he's a hot sports car. I did get to see Ironhide oiled up, but we'll save that for a little bit. Oh, who was your crush of this week, Jordan? Uh, well, it it it, it was probably okay. So as you know, that like the auto crush is always Shockwave, but like I, everyone's trying to like vie for second. Mm-hmm. Um. That's canon within the podcast. So aside from Shockwave, um, it was it was Jazz. Um, Jazz had some good moments in this episode. No, nobody told me that uh, Jazz uh, rhymed like Rumble tried to, but Jazz <laughs> did it better. Oh yeah, when he talks about uh, last person in being like a. Being a dried herring. Dried yeah. herring, yeah. I was like, damn, this motherfucker's spitting. Also, he he's, a, he's just a lovable kind of dork. 
Also, I gotta say, he seemed to really like being in the water, and that's just hot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've I've been an aquarium volunteer, and I know the I know the allure uh, of Mother Ocean, uh, and I'm glad that Jazz felt the same way. We could do like. Well, I don't dive, but like we could do like swim dates together. So and, you like, you want to be on the beach? Make out on the beach. You want to be on the beach on a towel, and you look out into the water, and out comes Jazz in his bitch. I want suit. that cake by the ocean with Jazz. <laughs> Hottie with a swimmer's body. Um, he 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 has a bikini body, and I don't think we talk about it enough. <laughs> we haven't talked about. Jazz's bikini body or uh, Shockwave's hot pink boyfriend enough. <laughs> it's true. It's honestly kind of criminal that it took so long for us to get a headcanon hot pink boyfriend for Shockwave. <laughs> of course he has a boyfriend that none of the other Decepticons know about. He's been on the planet alone for eons. He doesn't have like a cool car name or anything either. It's just like... Like, they call him Pinky, but he's, like, okay with it. <laughs> Pinky. Um, Pinky he likes in the it. Brain. His name's just, like, Ollie or something. Yeah. Short for Oliver. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not a car name. He's never hey seen guys, a car. He's never I'm been to Oliver. Earth. You can call me Ollie if you want. He transforms into something, like, very utilitarian on uh on cybertron like a lamppost or something but shockwave well, loves him well, it's, for it. it's something really useful like a traffic light yeah <laughs> or um trying to think of like a, something really useful around the house Doesn't uh, just a really good kitchen knife or like a knife set oh my god what if he transforms into a vibrator Ooh. <laughs> Then Shockwave can still be in love with his own damn self, but Ollie respects that. He's given Shockwave Shockwaves. Well, now we're going to move on to uh, Wheeljack <laughs> off to that later, where we pick the single sexiest moment of any given Transformers episode. Uh, the one that makes us, uh, that, give, that gives us goosebumps uh, and uh, makes us want to go bump bump. Um <laughs> You're proud of that one. <laughs> give nah, us, give us your hottest moment. That's the most shameful one I've done so far. Um, give us your I moment. I can feel the rhythm of your heart. Oh. <laughs> Is uh, Eminem so, going to sue us for that? That's from an episode of That's So Raven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is Eminem going to sue us for that? He probably will. That's from Boys in Motion. <laughs> Boys, we are the boys in motion. We give you our devotion, boys. Who do you think will win in a fight between boys in motion and boys who cry? Who's the boys who cry again? Uh, from SpongeBob. Uh. Oh. Boys who cry. I forgot about Pro- boys who probably, cry. Probably right. It's all about you, girl, on your 16th birthday. It's like, yeah. that's a bop. Who could, who could front Man, on that? Man, I should... I haven't seen that episode recently. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. All right, uh, David, you're going to have to cut that out because that's not about this stupid <laughs> show. 
That's about two better shows. I'm this into my, my queer Spongebob cast. <laughs> We can't we can't get into SpongeBob's asexuality on this podcast. I mean I mean I'd like hey to. Hey guys, we welcome to Pineapple Under the Me with Gigi. <laughs> well, now we know our sequel podcast. You think I'm gonna do this again? You think this is ever gonna end? There's so much Transformers. There's so much. This is this episode is the first part of a three-part arc. All right. What's your What's your hottest moment, Jordan? Uh, it's Optimus Prime pinning Megatron. Um, it's just like in the same way that like some of the best professional wrestling moments have been tinged with homoeroticism mm. um, and, and the um, and the asserting of power uh, based on a dramatic framework that we've already established the gesture of prime pinning megatron uh, and then just a few seconds later putting him in a putting him in a chokehold uh, but really the pin is what i want to <laughs> focus on um, it's just, it speaks to, I mean, I talk about it a lot on the show, but I, what I, the thing that I admire most about Prime is just like, not that he's like the flashiest transformer or whatever, but he just exudes this energy of someone who's in charge and that he exerts that over someone that was his ex and was trying to manipulate him and is consistently trying to manipulate him, and that he, and that in the scene before, toppled from a cliff, and his destruction was all but assured on a certain level, and that he comes back and he pins Megatron with such force and such vehemence. It, it's, it, it is, it's sexy. Just, just that, just, just, you know, we all love a good comeback. <laughs> and on that, in that case, he probably was going to come on his back. <laughs> Can't argue with that. I picked the same moment. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It, it's, it's, it's hot, right? It's really hot. I sadly like, can't make this three for three because my moment is uh, spark- you're a slut for Ironhide. Yeah, so spark plug and Ironhide oiling each other up. That had to be the moment for me. Like Jimmy I knew it Christmas. from I knew it from I knew it from the moment it happened. That was it. That I knew it. Gigi, what about that? Uh, did you did you feel like the sort of the same kind of weight behind the pin or was it just sort of the gesture itself like the kind of the positioning that's 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 really the hot oh sorry i pulled out david's earphone Um, (laughs) i was taken out of the conversation because it's what he deserves for me it was a combination of both i mean Mm -hmm. i love a good you know pinning someone down like that like Mm -hmm. by their arms and just like hovering above them and how powerful that is but like the fact that he did put megatron in a chokehold seconds later 
and like the kind of violence and aggression tied into that really mm. um, escalated it for me. Just there's a lot so of much raw story power. behind it. Yeah, raw sexual power. Mm. Mm. Well, that's gonna do it uh, for <laughs> us. I think we'll leave on raw sexual power. Raw sexual power. Raw sexual energy. Why don't they use that to fill the energon cubes? <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna oh do it for God. us here on Robots to Guys. Gigi, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Gigi Vines. That's G E G E Vines, like a grapevine on various social media websites. David, where can people go to dunk on you? People can go dunk on me at one kiddotick one on Instagram and then also kiddotick on TikTok and also David Thorpe on YouTube. Do you make TikToks? Occasionally. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Elefante Triple One. That's E L E F A N T E Triple One. And also, don't forget to follow the pod on Instagram at Robots Into Guys. Uh, BK do crime. <laughs> First pride, pride was a riot. <laughs> happy, happy Pride, everyone. Uh, please consider donating to uh, your local uh, protest causes. And uh, thank you for joining us today. All right, we'll try it. We'll try it in unison. David, please don't slow down. I beg of you, don't slow down. All right. He's All looking right. at me in the eyes. I swear he's going to slow down. I'm not going to oh slow down. You didn't. You couldn't look at me when you said that. I'm not. I'm not going to slow down. Okay. Okay. Three, right. two, one. Transformers, robots into guys. David, I swear. I did it in a baby voice. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, let's all do it in a baby voice. <laughs> okay, fine. Three, Trans- two, one. Transformers, robots into guys. Ah, that's the worst thing we've ever done. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.